Hi, this is Mackie Shillstone with another Maximum Wellness Podcast. The one today is called Protein Requirements for the Female Team Sport Athlete. It's higher than expected. And I thought this would be very timely in light of the recent great victory of the U.S. women's soccer team in France and their consistent wins over time, over years, um, that we should bring up something I think needs to be addressed in a women's team sports. Team sports like football and soccer, uh, basketball and hockey, just to name a few, uh, represent what's called variable intensity intermittent exercise, which combines both aerobic and anaerobic metabolisms along with specific physiological rules unique to every sport, meaning the rules of football are different from soccer. Now, this intermittent exercise is what I call its stop and go, and it's the stop and go nature of these events uh, that account for the wear and tear on the human body, which requires enhanced protein intake to repair and replace the damaged tissue. Now, the American College of Sports Medicine, of which I am now an emeritus member after 30 years uh, of uh, participation, recommends a range of protein intake between 1.2 to 2 grams of protein per kilogram uh, of body weight per day. Now, a kilogram is 2.2 pounds. And depending on the characteristics and the demands on the athlete, uh, which are other factors like the difference between, say, bodybuilding versus running a marathon, they're totally different. Now, the research I'm going to cite is called Increased Protein Requirements in Female Athletes After Variable Intensity Exercise. Now, this appears in the November 2018 issue of Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise, which is the official journal of the American College of Sports Medicine. And I'm going to quote, females are unfortunately underrepresented in sports science research, which is especially true of protein requirement studies that to date have been confined to males only. Consequently, there is a need to define protein requirements in female athletes participating in team sports like what we saw with the great win of the U.S. women's team. So Canadian researchers sought to determine, and I'm quoting, a dietary protein requirement in active females performing variable intensity intermittent exercise, again, like soccer. So what they did was they took six 21-year-old females who completed five to seven uh, metabolic trials during what, what is the luteal phase of their menstrual cycle. These, these women performed a modified Longborough intermittent shuttle test. Now, what is that? That is a shuttle test that's change of direction, uh, intermittent, requiring jogging, running, and sprinting that mimics what goes on in soccer. Now, they did this shuttle test before consuming eight hourly mixed meals, providing a test protein intake of between 0.2 and 2.66 grams uh, um, grams per kilogram of body weight per day of protein. Also, they were getting six grams per kilogram uh, of body weight per day of carbohydrate and sufficient energy for resting and exercise-induced energy expenditure. So that's the calories. Now, prior to the test, that being the shuttle testing, there were certain evaluations. Their height, their, um, their weight, their body mass, uh, fat-free mass, body mass index, which is your weight in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared, 
percent body fat estimation of their maximum endurance capacity. That's called VO2 max. We've done these for many, many years uh, in the cardiology station where we've tested many athletes and many weight control patients. We also, or in this particular case, the researchers did resting metabolic rate and habitual energy expenditure. Now, here's what was determined, that the protein estimates of 1.4 and 1.7 grams per of kilo, uh, grams of protein per kilogram per day for females who participated in these variable intensity intermittent exercise exceeds that estimate of the non-active adult males where their requirement would be 0.93 to 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram per day. Now, here's what the researchers concluded. The research concluded that, quote, our data highlights the need to further develop and refine population-specific protein requirements to ensure that both male and female athletes engage in, who engage in all exercise modalities meet the metabolic demand for this important macronutrient, being protein. Now, here's my personal opinion. Based on 40 years of work in pro sports and over 30 years of hospital-affiliated sports performance and wellness programming with all the testing that you've heard and more, I've seen firsthand that the female athlete, for the most part, not always, is exposed to exercise equipment, nutrition, and performance training protocols that are made um, specifically for males. The idea that one size or design fits all, males and females, I think does an injustice to the female athletic uh, competitors. I think it's time that the sports community came of age. So that's my personal editorial statement. If you'd like more information about this, you can see my expanded copy for this podcast at, um, by signing up for Mac email. It's free. It's, it's weekly. And you get it um, to your email. On Monday, you get discounts in my five uh, uh, GNC franchise locations that are located in Louisiana. Um, um, you also get the copy for my podcast and this podcast on Wednesdays. And then again, Friday, you get copies of my TV segments, which are on WWL, WPL um, uh, TV. And then um, you also can check out my columns on www.tv.com on the weekends. If you want more information, just go to Mackie, M-A-C-K-I-E, Shillstone, S-H-I-L-S-T-O-N-E.com. And if you follow me on Facebook and Twitter, you'll find these same health tips. You would do it at Mackie, M-A-C-K-I-E, Shillstone, S-H-I-L-S-T-O-N-E.com. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you healthy, safe. May you have good health, prosperity, and um, keep the game alive. I'll see you next week.